and welcome to Two Girls, One Brew. I am Christy. Hi, guys. I'm Jamie. And today we have the special honor of talking to Allie Gray. And I'm so excited. It's me. Allie and I met at a the Women in Brewing event it, that was held at Tactical a few months ago, and it was uh, it was really great talking to her and and especially getting to find out from from you about your take on things that are going on in the female brewing industry. I'm going to call it the female brewing industry because that's what it should have been in the first place. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't agree more. Uh, so we had a, we had a great discussion. It was a. a was a fun event and uh, was it sponsored by Pink Boots com- or, or was it Tactical and Pink Boots? But it was just Tactical. tactical. Um, Bree just happens to be a Pink Boots member and so we're like a good chunk of us as well. We just happen to be Pink Boots members but it was it was all um, Bree's idea cool. posted at Tactical. Cool. And it was amazing. We had some delicious female sponsors. I uh, I told Jamie about there was one uh, a couple of the the cans of the uh, Sino Sino Nippon, the one that's Brazilian Japan female brewers, and I was like, okay, oh, this yeah. is a quality event because these are here. Yeah. Uh, yep. I was like, oh ho ho. As well as I mean, I have gone to Tactical now because of that event several times because the the beers are amazing. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. So good yeah. and. They are one of the Central Florida brewers that actually did one of those uh, Pink Boot Society beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there are a lot of breweries that do Pink Boots beers, especially throughout the past three years. Um, some breweries were just unaware of the proper steps on how to register their gotcha. beer. Um, so that way, if you look on the map, like there's a lot less names there than there should be because some breweries didn't actually register the oh. beer. But um, especially because um, I think about 60% of the Pink Boots members in the state of Florida do brew beer themselves. There are tons and tons of breweries that have done Pink Boots beers. Oh, that's, that's um, good to know. Um, personally, though, Breeze has been my absolute favorite. <laughs> um, the Tactical Pink Boots can, I just like can't get enough of. I've posted about it many times. Um, I've had some people ask, like, oh, were, were you her inspiration? I'm like, no, like, <laughs> she just putting, like, the first female tattoo artist on a can for a pink boots beer was literally the coolest fucking idea ever. And I loved it. Can I cuss? Absolutely. I'm so sorry. Sure. Go Absolutely. For it. Shit, yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah. <laughs> you be you. Because uh, I still, I I saved one of the cans. I've I've had all of the the beer <laughs> i drank it all but yeah. i the the artwork on that can was so gorgeous that i just uh i i it was a beautiful beautiful beer and and it, it, i have to say i can only do one at a time i could only do one at a time because it is so flavorful that i just i just didn't want anything after that <laughs> yeah it's, it was very very tart but i still enjoyed it a lot um but yeah, no, uh, Tacticals Pink Boots beer was definitely one of my favorites. Um, uh, I'm sure you guys have been to Ivanhoe yeah. mm-hmm. before. Yes. So the head brewer of Ivanhoe is not only a woman, but she is the leader of the Pink Boots Florida chapter. That is awesome. Good to know. Noted. Um, but she has definitely done many Pink Boots beers there before in years past, before she was even the chapter leader. And hers are pretty awesome, too. I mean, in general, I think Ivanhoe makes pretty mm-hmm. awesome beer. Agreed. Um, uh, but yeah, so I think it's like really cool that we have our chapter leader also right there in Orlando, 
being a head brewer, being a badass bitch like she is. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, how, how did you get involved in brewing? Oh, we're going to oh, go yeah. there. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I had got hired at um, ABC Fine Wine and Spirits when I was like freshly 21. Mm-hmm. And I started to like study wine and I'm like, well, this is boring. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, it all tastes like grapes. Like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I quickly got out of that. And the beer consultant at the time, who's still a very good friend of mine, um, he had me try uh, Sugar Plum from Cigar City. And this was like 2016, Mm -hmm. 2017. Um, And I was like, holy shit, this is delicious. Like, this is complex. This is drinkable. There's a lot going on. And I like, I fell in love. And then I was just like, I'm going to take your fucking job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, job. goals. I need to be where you are. Find something else. Um, he, um, end up, he ended up going to a world of beer to be a product manager. So I stepped in and I became the beer consultant and started like filling up the shelves with like all the coolest beers I was reading about and researching about. It got to the point the ABC I was working at became one of the third best in the state for craft beer shopping. Oh, wow. Nice. Which was pretty awesome. And it was just in bumfuck Ocala, too. <laughs> so I'm like, yay, accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like I, I went on from there to work at that world of beer with my friend because I was getting a little sick of retail. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, well, I'm definitely not meant to work with food. So I went into retail but I went to a total wine in Gainesville um they had just built it they had no employees there who knew shit about beer and even though they don't have a position for a beer consultant they gave me that position because I sell it really well they're like we'll make you a deal we'll put you on the floor and you can sell beer but you have to sell the spirits too I'm like I got you (laughs) (laughs) I can sell a bottle of vodka okay I got you (laughs) Um, so yeah. And then after that, I'm just like, uh, I'm just not like really a retail person. Like I love helping people like discover new beers to try and stuff, but it just like, for me, it just got really mentally draining, but I was like, okay, I want to work at a brewery. Like, you know, not a lot of coworkers actually in the brewing industry. So I got a job at Swamphead. And after bartending at Swamphead for about like four months, I was like, can I like work in the back? And the director of operation was like, you really want to work back there? He's like, it kind of sucks. I'm like, I mean, I'll do it. So like literally the next day I went from running a cash register to uh, cleaning 120 barrel tanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it, it was quite a transition. And I definitely did not fall in love at first. Um, working there was, it was hard. I had lost a lot of weight. Um, I was constantly competing with men who were twice my size, knew way more than I did. Um, and it was, it was a challenge, but I I fucking got through it. And I ended up moving back to Ocala to work at the only brewery at the time, Infinite Ale Works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they've been open in Ocala for about six years now. And, you know, I, I grew up there. I knew everyone there and they were ready, um, to bring on a new human. So who better than the only fucking chick from Ocala who actually <laughs> like beers, yeah. you know, <laughs> who does the beer. Um, and I had basically, I guess like went off for training, I guess. So they brought me onto the team 
And I was, I was with them for about a year and needed something bigger. So that's when I came out here to Tampa to brew at Bacon and Beer Company, where again, it's even smaller. I only have one coworker. We like almost never see each other. So I literally work by myself and it's great. Nice. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Um, and yeah, and ever since then, it's just been a blast, especially like going to beer festivals over the years, going to bottle shares, like learning about what breweries like to drink and like who has the best shit and all this other other stuff. It's been an amazing journey. My life has not been boring <laughs> since the day that you hired me. And I've just been truly thankful for every single thing following up to this day. So now have you had a chance to, you're, you know, you're the, are you a brewer at Bay Cannon as well? Okay. Yes. So now, do you brew at home as well or just at the, at the brewery or is it kind of like, um, I only, is it kind of like, okay, I do this at work. I don't want to do it at home. So <laughs> the first time I homebrewed, so like when growing up in Ocala and like working at that liquor store, I became a part of the brick city homebrewers in Ocala, which is like their local homebrewers yeah. club because I wanted to be around people who could answer my questions and I can actually have conversations with because no other, not even another person my age in my town wanted to talk about craft beer ever. I had like three or four friends, but they were just like consumers. They weren't like yeah. brewers. I wanted to talk brewers. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of my friends were like 60 year old men. Um, and I remember the first time I went over to my friend Ken's house he lives in like one of those gated communities. He's like 78. Went over there and his he had walk in and he does woodwork. It looks like something out of the Lord of the Rings. Like everything's nice. wood. Uh -huh. it, like, yeah. And he he takes me into all these rooms. It's a four-bedroom house, but three bedrooms and one of his two bathrooms are just filled with cases of beer. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> and I'm just like, who are you leaving with? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you. <laughs> but yeah, and so he set up his homebrew system. It was pretty janky, but it worked. Mm -hmm. But I remember going, I don't want to do this at my house ever. <laughs> uh, no, I'll just stick to like doing it like in a production area. Like I've definitely homebrewed many, many times, but like, do I have my own homebrew system and have I ever done it at my own home? No. Gotcha. <laughs> no. So now, uh, brewing at Bay Cannon, do you get mm -hmm. to, do you have to follow like a certain set of recipes or do you get to experiment? So, um, it's usually whatever, um, the head brewer throws at me. That's what I'll okay, brew. Okay. I've made suggestions and he's totally like, like, yeah, let's do that. I actually, uh, when October will be my two years there, but I just submitted my first, um, like a recipe that he did not write. I submitted that for the first time. It was a Schwarz beer because Schwarz beers are my favorite style. Oh, of nice. Beer. Okay, we know that answer now. <laughs> okay. So, all the questions. <laughs> I love black loggers. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I'm in love with them. Um. So yeah, and um, when it comes to like, you know, like naming a beer like can labels we just have like um an on-brand type of thing we just 
all of our beers are like people names and they're all the same label, but different colors. Gotcha. Um, so there's no really creative freedom there, but at least we never have to like worry about, Oh, what's this beer name going to be? What's the label going to look like? We just write a recipe, brew it, get it in a can name our main label. Just pick color. Nice. You, know? you got a formula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's working for you. Well, it's nice because then you spend the, the creativity on the flavors and, and that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like our taproom beers, we don't really name them. We just call them what they are, like strawberry Berliner Ooh. or something like that, you know. So even like taproom beers, we don't really like, you know, put a lot of like thought into like naming it and stuff. There's It's just like an on-brand yeah. thing. However... If I do come up with a really silly beer name, which I have many times, I just shoot him over to my boyfriend and he'll name an angry chair one off from it. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I like, we've watched like old school, like old Carly before. And he got a lot of beer names from that for angry <laughs> chair, which I thought was pretty hilarious. <laughs> now uh, we were talking about this earlier. A lot of breweries, when you walk in, they're either on an IPA kick, like all IPAs or all sours. Do you have a variety to appeal to each type of beer drinker? Uh, always. We try to keep at least one of something. We're really good on keeping like beer flavored beer on tap. Like we have this main beer called like it's a West Tampa light. It's a golden mm. ale. Um, our main, like our main beer though, what Bay Cannon is known for, what we sell the most of is Xander, our hazy IPA. Um, it won a silver medal the first year we were open and only my name was on the medal, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) And like the other beer we won an award for that I had nothing to do with. And I wasn't even hired yet. Only my name was on that medal too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, what's up? Yeah. (laughs) Like you can never fire me. (laughs) It's in writing now. I'm branded. (laughs) You don't fire the award winner. Yeah, you can't do that. No, you don't. Yeah. No. But yeah, we like to keep a variety. Um, one of my favorite things that I love not only making, but giving to like my customers, my friends, is we make non-alcoholic CBD seltzer. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Um, and it's it's been fantastic. It takes me literally three hours to make. Mm-hmm. Um, there's about 20 milligrams of CBD in a, in a, a tall boy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and we sell them for $13 a four pack and they come in peach or pomegranate and they're amazing. Wow. It gives you a break from alcohol, calms down your tummy and you can make cocktails with nice. it. Nice. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to have to make a drive over to Tampa again. Yeah. It's right? the other day I was in Tampa and I, I messaged her and I'm like, Hey, I'm in your neck of the woods. She's like, I'm not working. Oh, I was no. like, shit. I was at Calusa for a Pink Boots Brew Day, and I'm excited for that. They're doing a Dunkle, and I love Calusa's beers, so I'm just like bringing it. Oh, nice! Dunkles are really good. Yes, I definitely agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into the into the part of the year that Jamie loves. My favorite time of year: fall beers. Fall Ooh. beers. October. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, I believe there was one year, it's a so couple so years ago, when well, when more of them were available, that we actually had like 17 different kinds of of Oktoberfest in my house. And it was like, okay, it's like, it's like the gauntlet. <laughs> and then like, COVID this happened. Versus this. Ha ha. <laughs> and now and the only one that COVID happened. Now things, the only one that yeah. wins is Sam Adams because it's everywhere. Uh, 
So um, when it comes to craft beer, who makes your favorite Oktoberfest? Oh, damn. Right? There's a lot of good ones out there. Um, Sideward has a great one. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Mandy and Yes, Mandy, Mandy kicks ass. Um, ass. I love her. I, uh, last year, because, yeah, there weren't a lot of canned beers to get mm-hmm. a- around, but they, they still managed, a lot of the places uh, managed to do some kind of abbreviated Oktoberfest. Yes. Uh, so I, we definitely went to those. Sideward is always my number one. Sideward, yeah. hands down, number one beer in town. I have only had one that I did not care for, but that is because I don't like barrel aged anymore. It just kind of hit my stomach in the wrong way. I gotcha. It's got just you. a little, that makes it's sense. a little too much. But I agree with you. Sideward's my favorite brewery. In Orlando. Oh. They're always, because they're always coming up with new things. And that's kind of like, you have to constantly come up with new ideas and rotate things out. Yeah. Where some And Garrett had no problem doing that at Red Cypress. So when he came over and started up Sideward, he's just like, oh, I already know what to do. Just keep it interesting. Yes. Yeah. And I love that, because I, I, I talked to Mandy the last time I was there about the the plan for their rotation is that they know exactly when to kick it and say, okay, we're going to stop doing this one for a while and put this other new one. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes your new favorite. Uh, Cause I think they just did, they just brought a while ago, they brought space wizard back. I remember that. And yep. it was like, Oh, space was, it's like, it's like an old friend that you're waiting to see. And like, then they come back, back into town. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome back space wizard. I have your glass. That that would that was my number one last year. Um, I tried to get to Ivanhoe, but there that they, oh theirs was really good. I was there for their October. I fest. their their crowd was a little big for me, and so oh, it was and, big. That's why I was in production yeah. with. The oh, board. that was smart. I'm like, I'm just, yeah. Well, you have plenty of other options. Orlando has a lot yeah. of options. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that again. They, those announcement of those announcements have started coming out. Of who's having theirs? They've all been pretty solid, but mm. but one just a head head and shoulders above the rest. That would that would be. Solid. I, I enjoy MotorWorks as well. Oh yeah, like they have they're pretty consistent as well. I think with their beers, and I'm excited because now uh, Bryn's over there. Yeah, yeah, she um she's training at the main MotorWorks mm-hmm. location mm-hmm. right now, and then she'll be sent over to Orlando to uh, brew yeah. there. Bryn was our first interview yes. on the show. Yes, as she uh, when was. she was still at Castle Church, yeah. and I was like, yeah. I'll follow you anywhere. Oh my gosh. I remember I went into Castle Church and I asked if they blessed their liquor tanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had some decent beers over there. Yeah. And I just like where it is. It's close to our house, so it's like nice and convenient too. And their staff is really nice. The minute we walked in the door, I'm like, I turned to my husband and I was like, the walls are gonna crash around you. Because you're walking so into my a fucking elbows church, are, man. Uh, they're burning up a little bit, guys. We have one and done. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really want a shirt that says "I heart beer in Jesus." I would wear. That. Oh, oh yes. that would be so I cute. Would I would wear that. They have it there, and oh. they never have my size when I go in. I, I want like, Jesus uh. to brew me a Scottish ale because not many people do that. No. Yeah, and they're so good. That it's like they're good. Or a smoked lager. You say a smoked lager, like a Roush beer. Yeah, I love, I love me a good. I mean, I saw yes. on your Instagram that you guys wow. have been to uh, Green Bench. You know, he makes one of some of the best Roush beers. But Green Bench was awesome. We uh, went to 
um, Flying Boat, and Pinellas Ale Work. So those were our three Personally, that we hit. My favorite around there are like Green Bench, uh, Cycle, and Cage. Yeah, we we wanted to hit more, but there's a limited number of beer breweries we can hit in a day. When <laughs> you are driving, when you are driving all yeah, the way from Orlando, it's like we. we ooh. Yeah, that's a good solid because you have to drive back. And then, and then we stopped Ooh. at Brew Lab on the way back. I was like, oh, let's stop at Brew Lab. That's yeah. oh, go. But you made it safely. <laughs> I needed a nap. <laughs> I needed a big ass nap after yeah. that one. Before I got into the brewing industry, I did hardcore brewery hopping all around the state of Florida for like a year, and I do not miss those days. <laughs> I mean, I miss the, like, the people I met and the breweries I went to, but man, I really overdid it on some days sometimes. Like, so what was the first beer you worked on with, uh, uh, Xander, with Bay Cannon? The Hazy IPA. That's the... Um, oh, nice. Like that's uh, really the only beer I brewed for like a month straight, honestly. And my boss kept telling me, he was like, oh, I promise it'll get uh, like cooler or fun or whatever. And I was just like, dude, I really don't give a shit. All I care about is that I'm grateful that I know how to brew on a brew deck. I'm grateful that I know exactly what to do, what buttons mm-hmm. to turn. And if I'm just pouring in grain and mixing, like, I don't care what it is. I'm just glad that I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> so now how did you go from being a brewer into, how did you find out about Ping Boots? Um, so when I worked at Swamphead, um, the female who worked in the lab had brought it up. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, it'd be really nice to connect with some other females in the industry because at the time I was feeling really lonely because not only it was like, mm-hmm. Again, it was like hard work. I was going through a lot of like depression and I felt like alone. I'm just like, I'm going to be competing with like dudes the rest of my life. I'm like, there's no way a lot of females do this shit. Turns out there's a bunch that do. Thank God. Um, And joining Pink Boots was just like an excellent web of like um, being in contact with females all over the state of Florida who do exactly what I do or just do other jobs in the brewing industry, but are still just as hard. So mm-hmm. I joined it immediately and I've been a member ever since. And I've been a board member for the past two and a half years. So that's been awesome. So what, what, uh, for those who, who may be listening for the first time, a little bit about the history of Pink Boots. So Pink Boots is just like a female guild for, um, you know, ones who work in the industry, just like basic fermentation. If you distill liquor, if you make wine, cider, mead, beer, um, you can be in pink boots. If you're um, like bartender, sales rep, uh, if you sell um, chemicals that clean beer tanks, there, it's a whole variety of stuff. Um, but oh, wow. pink, nice. pink boots was created. Um, so females in every state and even throughout some parts of the world could all stay in contact and be here for each other. Um, and now not only is there a chapter in every single like state of the United States, it's like outside too. Like there's just everywhere. Now we're trying to get one started in Africa pretty soon. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Um, I love that. There's this female, not only has her own brewery, but she has her own brewing school in Africa. Oh, wow. In Africa. And I'm just like, you need to be a part of Pink Boots immediately so you can be in contact with a bunch of other females, maybe in your area or around the world who could like help you or, you know, whatever. Um, so basically the history is just to 
you know, keep females in the industry connected by all means, because it is a resource that we absolutely do need. And we were talking, I remember uh, when we, we met at that event at Tactical, <sighs> we'll bring up the elephant in the room. Um, all of the, it, it was, it was hot fire when it first came out about uh, rat magnets exposure of all the injustice and horrible sexism and racism and <laughs> genderism and everything. everything uh pink boot that's actually where i really started focusing on pink boots that it was such a good resource even even though uh we're not in the industry we do follow the industry so closely and and being estrocentric and being a folk having a focus of female brewers and the empowerment of free female brewers home and and professional alike Pink Boots had such a great message about unity and look, we're we're rising tides float all boats. We're not here to beat each other down or compete or make each other feel less than. It is supporting everybody's individual styles in brewing and hey, you've got this passion, so do I. Let's move forward with it. Yep. How in the wake of that, we, we talked, I mean, Allie and I talked about it right at the beginning. I think, I think the, 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 the news stories, it was really fresh and the things have gone out. Um, and we were kind of talking before we started uh, recording about where we are in the state of things and, and how, since you were so connected with that vein, how do you feel things are going and have we made any strides or, I mean, we, we obviously have a long way to go right. in general. Uh, as females in general, but have you seen any improvements or, or are we still as bad? I think I'm going to start off my statement by saying that I am a little disappointed. Um, I feel like I was excited at first when I saw a lot of people jump on the bandwagon. I'm like, fuck yeah, this should create some change. All these stories are coming out. You don't fucking want stories about you coming out. Treat your employees like human beings. Um, mm -hmm. So I saw a lot of people jump on the bandwagon and, you know, <clears throat> these stories are not a secret. They're not hidden. They're still available, available to the public to this day on Rat Magnet and Bold and Act Embrace and Women of the Bevolution. You can find these stories right now. Um, and mm -hmm. I see, you know, I read all of them because I, you know, I want to know what the fuck is happening and I feel that if you own a brewery, you should read them too. You should read mm -hmm. these stories. You should understand, even if you've been a great boss this whole time, you should at least read some. You should understand what's been happening to all these women or like these people, you know? And <clears throat> again, these stories, very public. And I see people going to poor for festivals that are ran by someone like that brewery that wronged women. I'm like, a story came out about them. They did this to a mm -hmm. person. Why the fuck are you supporting them in any way? Why are you doing this? And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, it's really hard to keep the public educated about what's going on. It's really, really hard. So, like, I don't really, like, put a lot of energy and will into that. But when it comes to brewery owners, industry workers, and, um, you know, active consumers like yourself, I expect all mm -hmm. of you to be on board, know who to support and who not to support. If someone had a story come out about sexual harassment and they went about it the wrong way, like trying to sue the person who came out with their story or trying to call them a liar instead of just 
owning accountability. <laughs> yeah. Accountability. So um it was nice at first and now I just feel like a lot of people think that we've like just forgot and are just starting to do things and hoping nobody has like that side eye like you know what are you doing? <laughs> Um, I I definitely still see a lot of breweries like taking a stance and doing the right thing and being supportive, but half of the people who did it at the beginning are just being so fucking fake. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They, I, they, they join, they do pink boots brews. They join certain festivals just to have their name on mm-hmm. the flyer. Yeah, good. They want to say face just to have the pink boots beer on one of their fucking labels. You know, like they saving face and I'm seeing that a lot and it's very disgusting. It's very disappointing. And I know I have pissed off or annoyed some people, but if I'm annoying you by standing up for equality, standing up for other women, then fuck you. I'm glad I'm annoying you. I'm going to annoy you you more. (laughs) It it just, it's a shame that this is, that we're not progressing more than I thought we would. And it's like, I, I complain about it a lot on Facebook because I, on Facebook, I am friends with a lot of people in the industry all throughout the United States. Like most of them Mm -hmm. are business owners too. And I just put stuff out there all the time about like, Hey, like, you know, like, please do the right thing. It's like, stop trying to appease the white man here. Like every Mm -hmm. it's craft beer. Anybody can pick up a beer and drink it. So anybody should be allowed to work it. Like Mm -hmm. 100%. And you, Okay, if you walk into a fucking brewery and every single person there is a middle-aged white man, what the fuck can you expect to see on tap? Yeah. Like, oh, ding, 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 ding. red ale, yeah. golden ale, blonde ale, brown ale. Ooh. Yep. Like, and nothing fun. I, I've gotten in arguments with people who have that mindset that that's what beer should be. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, how how are we all supposed to progress as a business if we're all doing the exact same thing? Well, that's not real beer. There's no such thing as real beer. Beer is beer. If it sells, guess what? When it sells, your employees get to have money to pay their bills and feed their kids, regardless if you're making a fucking marshmallow barley wine or a fudge sickle IPA. If it sells, it sells. Yep. Yep. I like the weird stuff. So bring it on. Right. Bring it on. Um, I was at Publix and uh, I pulled aside the beer distributor and I said, hey, why do we not have any cool beers at my Publix? Because your area doesn't want it. Sure. And I was like, well, I want it. Did you pull your area? Well, (laughs) yeah, I won't get political, but Uh, yeah, let's just face it. It's the the middle aged white male who supports a specific, you know, well, that's that's side of the political Spectrum. Let's put it that and way. and that's and that's one of the reasons that I one admire Ally and Pink Boots is yes. the fact that you are a brilliant star of of being there to call it out and yes. and bless you for every fight time fight, you girl. post. Keep fighting it. I love reading your posts and reading uh, how passionate you are and and I I actually just started homebrewing. Uh, the uh, in the last few months, mm-hmm. and I've experimented with things, and I've become uh, the biggest uh, connections I've made are with other female brewers, home brewers, and and in general, I've sat down with other brewers, going, so so, what do you think about ube? 
You're so <laughs> cool, Christy. What do you think about <laughs> rice loggers? <laughs> Just, and it's 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 gone from that separate. I mean, being a consumer is one thing because we we started this as consumers. Yeah. But now that I've gotten to the extra realm of seeing how fucking hard it is and even just on i can only imagine being in a professional brewer uh, a brewery the amount of cleaning you have to do compared to the home brewer mm-hmm. oh my god it's like eighty thousand fold it's like 10 percent brewing 90 percent cleaning no it's two percent <laughs> brewing 98 <cleaning>. uh. <laughs> like geez if your production area isn't as pristine as you can possibly be it's kind of like being a tattoo artist you know you're touching people's skin. You need to be sanitary. Yeah. Like, yeah. you just, that, it has to be a clean space, you know? You can't, like, walk into, like, someone's production area and it smells like fucking trash. You're like, I don't want to drink the beer here. Like, <laughs> for the most part, like, you know, when when you do brew beer, you have to be fucking clean. You have to have all the right tools. Yeah. So your beer comes out uh, like beer. Like, it doesn't taste like microwave cheese hot dog water. Like, it tastes like fucking beer. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we have the Lady Justice beers to 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 wash down that even the thought of that beer. We we um we we interviewed them a while ago, and I finally got a chance. They told me to uh, Betsy told me to hold off on ordering until they got their their uh, their lager ready for production so i ordered it and oh my god it's delicious we we take i yeah jamie this is the first time jamie and i have seen each other face to face in how many months god too many months yeah so the first thing we did was just drink beers (laughs) try beers hell yeah and we finally got to do our lady justice beers yeah they were delicious i I love that brewery so much i love everything they stand for the message Mm -hmm. their instagram all of it Mm mm-hmm They're just good human beings. That's the best part is that they're they're just good damn human beings. Be a kind, nice human being. That's what we all should be aiming for. Yeah. So we're running toward the end of recording. So we have our usual like uh what is it end of the actor's studio. They have those those uh same questions. So we you kind of already know let us know that Mm -hmm. your favorite beer is the Schwartz beer. Yes. So we have that question. So should you be stuck on a desert island now? The caveat is you're going to be rescued. You're not stuck there. It's more like a, a resort island. Like a three-day trial. Yeah, three to- like you're you stuck there, but you're not really stuck stuck. Yeah. What kind of Schwartz beer? Like, do you have any brand of Schwartz beer or, or uh, any breweries that have have floated your boat the most with their Schwartz beer um, that you would want to be stuck with? So there's a brewery here in Tampa called King State. Um Mm-hmm. They're actually owned by a couple of uh, like famous bands, um, nice. but they do coffee and beer and they actually contract <gasps> brew out of flying boat. Um, oh, nice. oh, nice. Okay. Okay. But their horse beer, oh, like brew what? all seven barrels, but just give it to me. Like, give me that. Okay. <laughs> what is the most experimental beer you have made or tried? Okay. We lost her. We lost her off the screen for a second. <laughs> okay, so there's this competition in Tampa called um fuck. What's it called? Brew the Bre- no, not Brew the Brewer. Fuck. Ultimate Brewer. It's called Ultimate Brewer and it's like you pick some shit out of a hat and that's what you have to brew with. Love it. Jesus. I was so 
pissed that I made it and like tried it and I just yeeted it outside. I'm like, I'm not fucking going. I'm not fucking going. (laughs) I got I got an oyster and dragon fruit dry Irish stout. Oh, oh, that's something. That's something. That's something. I look. Oh. I look at that piece of paper and I'm just like, "That's wow. That's wow." Short end of the stick there. That one. Oyster yeah. and dragon fruit dry Irish out. Got me fucked up. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. It was terrible. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I did a beet sour once. I tried it. No, but I I've I mean, tried I've tried an oyster beer and yeah it's there not, is it's there not is, the best yeah you feel like you're in a way licking sand off the bottom yeah. of the beach or you yeah. like or oh. drowning not a fan. yeah oyster not a beer fan. oh I was pretty pissed oh. I could have taken like like mint and carrots I could have done something with that you know but fuck. yeah <laughs> but you took the challenge you took it I took it I failed and I showed up and I was just like here's some water. <laughs> here's water and a mint to try to forget what you just tasted because like green bench they got like seaweed and it was oh. like oh. They, they got like a seaweed goza i'm like fuck you you're kidding me that oh, actually yeah. wouldn't be t- wouldn't you could do some salty you could, notes you could, yeah you could maybe make that work I guess. yeah i heard it was oh. like the best one there i didn't try it oh. but <laughs> Okay. I'm still waiting to try. I have a can of pickle beer in my my. I drink fridge it. That I love I, pickles. I drink it. I just open the fridge and go. Mm, I no. like the weird stuff. Bring it on. Um, <laughs> one of my old coworkers from Swamphead is now the head brewer at Martin House in Texas, and they yeah. do that best made pickle beer. Oh. And he mm, sent he sent it. me like a case of it, and I like whenever I drink it, I'm like, man, I really want a sandwich. <laughs> why not do it <laughs> yeah I, it was so good i killed it he sent me like yeah. five of regular pickle be- beers and then he sent me one spicy pickle one and i love i love spicy uh, beer so oh, i was too. just like when am i gonna drink this but i i killed all of them i'm like hey zach i need more pickle beer <laughs> so it sounds to me like you need to maybe work on a spicy beer in your future yeah yeah <laughs> yes Angry Chair collabed with this chicken place and they did like this contest with like spicy chicken and spicy beer and whoever drank it and ate it the most like won some shit. But they did <laughs> other beers for that event and they did a habanero mm-hmm. lager. Oh, Ooh, Cameron. Oh my God. It was so good. It was so good. So what do you feel is the most overrated beer style? Overrated beer style. Huh. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like a beer style, but like, I'm a fan of like the smoothie beers, whether it's an IPA, sour, or whatever. I'm not a fan of when it pours out of my can like yogurt. Oh. So not like a milkshake yeah. or anything like. Well, no, I I specialize in milkshake you like the milkshake IPAs. I do like um, a milkshake IPA. But whenever I but if it's like curdled, but it's whenever curdled. I buy a smoothie sour, whatever, and you I pour it in a glass and it looks like fucking yogurt, I just like flip the glass and go to bed. Like I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to chew my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Well, I guess Ugh. I would just say um like smoothie styles that have like the thickery to it. I'm not a fan. Okay. Gotcha. The thicker lactose. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I actually, yeah. I'm a, I don't know if I can show y'all. 
Probably not. I have a tattoo of like a pink beer with two candy hearts next to it that say barley wine and lactose. Oh, <laughs> My friend's like, what do you want? I'm like, I want to piss off your dad. Can you do that? Ah. <laughs> and then I posted it on the internet and a bunch of like bigger beer accounts were like, Jesus Christ, Allie. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. What's up? This is the best barley wine lactose tattoo ever. The the chick who actually did it, she um she bartended at Castle Church for a couple of months, and she's a Pink Boots member. Oh, oh nice, nice. So, Ali, you have a bunch of other projects going on. Is there anything you'd like to promote uh, so that we can let listeners know of what of your podcast? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We um I run a podcast, well, not by myself, but with three other humans. We're called No More Pores. Um, it's me, my boyfriend, my friend Miguel, my friend Brittany. Um, we usually just have a guest on and then we just talk shit. It's not organized. We don't have, you know, really anything to it. We just hit the record button and go. Um, we go live on Facebook from our No More Course Facebook okay. every other Thursday-ish at 7.30 p.m. We usually advertise nice. when we do have an episode on our Instagram, No More Pours, so you can check that out. Um, this Thursday nice. at 7.30, which is, is that tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. we have Wart Wrangler, who is um, a comedy beer Instagram human who brews over in California. He'll be on nice. for the second time, and we will be nice. talking about um, pretty much similar to the subject we talked about today. What have we seen from breweries? Um, what do we expect, and where do we go from here? Um, I wanted Wart Wrangler on for this specific episode because he created um, a system over in San Diego to where any female in the brewing industry is offered free mental health counseling through money raised that. from um, selling shirts because he does sell really funny beer themed merch in you know okay nice um so you ladies can check him out as well it's Wart Wrangler okay. um Wart Wrangler. he just he mostly just posts really funny memes um but he does have his own uh podcast as well called the mash pit just one more thing if you ladies have never heard of yep. it um on september 18th and every year uh moving forward and prior there is a beer festival called female brew fest it's down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, the tickets are about $45 to pop right now, but it is on September 18th. It is ran by a Pink right. Boots member who is um, now a national Pink Boots board member, and she's the first ethnic woman on the nice. board as well. And she's the first female <gasps> from Florida wow. to ever be on well. Yeah! Yes. Thank I've, God. I've been following them <laughs> on uh, Facebook and oh man, it's gonna be so good. I'm glad the, she's the there neat now. thing is is that uh, if you follow them on Facebook, they they post all of the profiles of all the incredible female brewers that are gonna be there. It's like from one to five, so it's like four hours of just incredible female beers and camaraderie. And it, I love that. Oh, and then dang. like now, Frances, who that's her name, who um, owns slash runs Female Brew Fest, she's now allowing breweries. Um, who just simply want to support. Like if you don't have a, um, a female um, okay. coworker, you know, maybe no one's ever applied or maybe at the time you just don't have one, but you support mm-hmm. females, your brewery can pour. Um, you just have to reach out. So like for example, oh, nice. like Anchor That's Chair awesome. is pouring. They only really have like 
um, three female employees, two bartend, and one does the merch. But Tyler's going to come and support um, and pour with me. So we're actually having a Pink Boots meeting Friday night at Tarpon River Brewing. It's not like a private thing. Really, anyone can show up to it. Um, and I think like after that, we're going to try to hit up like invasive species and laser wolf and stuff. So that's also going to be a fun night prior. It's, right. it's going to be a crazy, amazing weekend just filled with support and hangs with awesome beer babes. Awesome. I am so glad we finally yeah. got to get our schedules together and finally talk. And thank you for speaking your mind and continue yeah. to fight the fight and stand up for what you believe in. I, I, I just, truly I appreciate that. I just put that. myself in the victim's shoes. I'm just that type of um, emotional person. And if it were me, like if it were me who went through something fucking traumatic and I told my story and all of my friends were supporting that brewery, I'd be heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do with myself. So I just put myself yeah. in that position and that's what fuels my fucking energy with all of this. You rock. Awesome. You rock. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us with this special interview with Allie Gray. Be sure to follow her on Instagram. She is Little Hop Flower. And as always, ladies... Don't Don't fear fear the the beer. beer.